Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome in on a Friday. Sports Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky, Brian Haydad with you. It is great to be with you. I know it's December and football games are over at least for a little while. But just news popping up everywhere. Portal, recruiting, coaching hires, on and on and on. And we'll talk about that with you, especially uh, the visit weekends upcoming in Oxford and in Starkville. Portal stuff. Players being interested in schools or not interested in other schools and all that good stuff. Food Friday coming up at 520. Mississippi State officially announced their defensive coordinator. And I made an observation after scanning the internet sphere around state fans. And I want to ask Kate out about it. So all that's coming your way. John Machoda at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. We're going to talk Cowboys because at least one of the two most popular teams in Mississippi is playing well. So we'll talk Cowboys here in a little bit. But Aww. i got to start here. Shohei Otani's really not about to sign with the Blue Jays, right? Right? I don't I don't know what Major League Baseball has to do to get these guys to sign with big clubs. Like Juan Soto made it happen. He's he's a Yankee now. Perfect. Great player, big time club. But I mean, right now, as I've said many times, I have never watched start to finish a Mike Trout game. And therefore, by definition, I have never watched a Shohei Atane game start to finish. I've never seen an at-bat live. You know, I've watched highlights on Twitter and stuff, but I have never been watching TV and flipping, oh, Otani's up. Never. Never not once. What, what, what do they have to do to get their stars to play in the big markets? And I, I say this as a Giants fan. The Giants are not a huge market. They're, 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 I would say they're a big market team, but they're not the Dodgers or the Yankees right. or the Red Sox or anything like that. But even in San Fran, he has a lot more notoriety and visibility than he's ever going to have in Toronto. This is, Major League Baseball just needs to step in and be like, nah. Yeah. I mean, in, in I, I'm pro small market. I, I, I'm not. I'm not a big market. I, I couldn't care less where the stars play. So, so I hate that I'm like this with Otani. But you have this transcendent star. That is doing things literally that haven't been done ever or since Babe Ruth was playing the game. 
and he's a he's been buried in the second rate franchise in Los Angeles, excuse me, Anaheim. And you have him now in free agency, and he is going to go to Canada. Canada? That's where we're going to send. That's where this guy's going to go. The perfect opportunity to get the average casual sports fan interested in Major League Baseball because you can get Otani every night, and he's going to go to Canada, where, yes, Toronto is a huge city. We can't watch Canadian sports here. We can't. The Raptors won an NBA championship, and you couldn't watch them until the playoffs because they don't have it. It's broadcasting rights and all that stuff. It's TSN. Do any of you get TSN? No. I do not. But if they're on Bally whatever, you can watch it. This is I mean, if I'm Rob Manfred, for as bad as as things have gone for him in so many different ways, I am sitting in my office today praying to the sports gods, please don't let him go to Toronto. Anywhere else, Chicago, Atlanta, San Francisco, any of those options, please go to any one of those options. Please not Canada. San Francisco? Yeah, it's... <sighs> and then, you know, obviously the big news of the baseball today is that Jake Mangum was uh, part of a trade. Uh, he was the player to be named later in a deal that sent him to the uh, Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Does anybody still call them the Devil Rays, or are they just the Rays? Now? No, but when they wear those throwbacks, they look sick, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, so Mangum to Tampa now. He's just bouncing around the state of Florida. When's he going to get that shot? Is he close? Well, I mean, you got to figure he'll get a spring training invite and sort of take it from there. But the Rays are a pretty good team, so I don't know. I just I, I keep seeing that that apparently there's a a flight that people are tracking and and stuff like that going right. on, and they, they believe that he is on his way to visit Toronto. And and look, loyalty to America doesn't matter to him because he's not American, right? He's he right. so I guess it makes no difference to him. But, man, that would be a crushing disappointment to have him go to Canada. Literally any other franchise in this country would be better than going to Toronto. Any of them. That would be the worst. If you had to ask executives of Major League Baseball, give me the worst option for him to go, wouldn't their answer be Toronto? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think, like, in America, what would be the worst stop? Like Kansas City, you know. But you got Mahomes. Uh, I know it's different, but you got Mahomes in Kansas City already. It's kind of a hopping place. Isn't it right interesting? Uh, you know, the NFL is so different than MLB in that. In the NFL, it doesn't really matter where the stars play, right? Mahomes is a star in Kansas City. Rogers was a star in Green Bay. You know, he didn't have to go to New York to be a star. He already was one. Uh, Peyton Manning was a star in Indianapolis. Uh, you know, Drew Brees was a star in New Orleans. I mean, it, you don't have to be in the big market to be a star in the NFL. Right. But in MLB, I mean, there's just no, like I said, like you said, there's just no visibility for these guys. I, Trout has been the best player in the game before Otani for what, four or five years. Never, I've literally never watched a game that the Angels have played. Never. You know, most people just, have only I seen them in the All Star game. Yeah, it's tough. I, I, I take it back. I did watch one Otani thing live and that was the world baseball classic when he struck out trout that's right when i when i saw that that matchup was going to happen i was like i'm turning this on i want to see this but did i watch the whole game no i watched that at bat that's it that is literally the only live at bat i've ever seen 
those guys play. That would be so electric. And somebody says the Blue Jays have young stars like Vladdy Jr. And I understand that. There we go. Borky, how old were you in 93? How one. old? Yeah. Guys asking if Joe Carter hurt you in 93. Like, did you even know? Do you even know who Joe Carter is? I do love the expanse of our audience. We have a Blue Jays fan that is a little upset with us. Understandably so, mind you. I am not talking you down. I would be upset if I heard what I said about my team said just now. But would you have guessed we had a Toronto Blue Jays fan listening to this show right now? I wouldn't have. Eh, I mean, I'm a Giants fan. It's, you know, Stranger things have happened. I wore a Giants shirt today just in case if, if Otani does sign with the Giants, the pullover's coming off and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flex. But This is a good point. At least they will be in the division with the Yankees and the Red Sox. I mean, at least there's that. I guess, but I mean, I guess that's it, you know. Anyway, speaking of uh, national sports, and I will loop this back uh, back local. So, uh, the NBA in-season tournament was last night. Uh, Zion decided not, <laughs> yes, to, not to care, and, and LeBron, I mean, just... I mean, when, when they, LeBron cared, Zion didn't, and it was palpable. But, uh, so you had, you had the Lakers on primetime network television last night. Mm-hmm. 1.8 million viewers for that game. Nothing else going on. 1.8 million viewers, the Lakers in a tournament, right? Mm-hmm. The Egg Bowl was 2.2 million. The Egg Bowl on a holiday mm-hmm. up against an NFL game with two big brands, by the way. That NFL day, NFL game did a gigantic number. The Egg Bowl beat it by 400,000 people. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's an NBA game in December. But still, it's it's the Egg Bowl. It's Ole Miss and Mississippi State in the smallest, I mean, in a state with 2.9 million people. They're two teams playing against each other up against an NFL game. Then the coverage discrepancy. A season ending rivalry game. A season ending rivalry game is going to get more views than just some random December game. Plus, I mean, no offense, but, you know, the Lakers can only carry so much, right? If they've been playing the. Clippers or the Mavericks or something, maybe a little bit bigger, you know, group. But I mean, I mean, I, I bet you it's going to be low for that championship game too because they're playing the Pacers, who are a. I don't know. Our, our listeners are like, why are they talking about NBA? Doesn't matter. The Pacers are really fun. Yeah. If, if you don't like the NBA, if you don't like the NBA, don't watch the Pacers because they're everything you hate about the NBA. They don't play defense at all, but man, can they fill it up. They can score. Yeah. Just the the difference in attention that national sports media spends on one versus the other when one is so often displayed tangibly as more popular than the other will never, never make sense to me. But it's their choice, I guess. We can take advantage of that and talk college football, and we will do that. On this Friday afternoon, there was a a question that Richard asked yesterday that I want us to expand on a little bit because I think it could be fun, and I want you guys uh, to to be thinking on this and let us know what are yours. So, talked Army Navy had a really great interview. That game's coming up this weekend, and Richard asked where it falls on your sports bucket list. So, what is your top five sports 
bucket list. We'll get hate ads. I got mine ready. We'll do that when we come back. 601-879-4395 is the ceasefire text line. What is your top five sport bucket list items that you just have to do before you pass? We'll be right back. Nothing brings people together and forms a lasting bond like sports. Sports Talk Mississippi. Covering your favorite teams like no one else. On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. All right, there's one qualifier on this, by the way. It's uh, a sporting event that, like, happens regularly, annually, every four years, whatever. Because we got the first message I saw was Ole Miss in the national championship game. You know, not hate ad, but most of our audience would, would love to see that one day. But that's not something that, like, you know is going to happen. This is... Sporting events or or whatever that you know will happen. Like, there's a guarantee that it will happen. Top five bucket list. Hey, Dad, what are yours? Mm-hmm. So I, ha- I have to look at it this two different ways, right? There's I would like to go to the places where my teams play. I have never been to the Staples Center, to see, or I guess it's the Crypto Center or whatever it is now, to see the Lakers. I've never been to Oracle Park to see the Giants. I have never been to Stamford Bridge to see Chelsea. So those, you know, those things sort of take precedent for me, right? I would yeah. like to go. I don't really care who the Lakers are playing. I don't really care who the Giants are playing. I'd like to go to the ballpark one time in my life. Will I get to do that? I don't know. Beyond that, you know, I don't really have a huge desire to go see a Super Bowl, especially if the Saints aren't in it. If the Saints are in the Super Bowl, that's one thing, but. Like, you tell me that it's uh, Chiefs versus uh, uh, 49ers this year. Okay, I don't I don't really care to see that. Don't really have a desire to see a World Series game or a, a, a NBA Finals game that my team is not playing in. I would, and we'll put it at number five, I would go to a Stanley Cup final game with that with no emotional connection. Got to be an incredible atmosphere, especially if I can get a game seven. Yeah. You know, and gosh, I'd be I'd be praying for overtime at that point. I'd be like, I can't, please let this go into overtime. So we'll say Stanley Cup Finals game is on there. Um, I would like to go to a World Cup game, preferably in the knockout stage, which I'll you know I guess we'll have an opportunity to do that. Uh, is it next year or is it two years from now? I guess when when the the World Cup is here. So I mean, I will try to find a way to go to one of those games if the American team is playing great. But I mean. The drama of the knockout round will be will be great either way, uh, and then my next my next three are all college football, you know, because that's that's the sport that I, I love the most. I have always always wanted to go to the Red River Red River Shootout to go on the Texas Oklahoma game to see the stadium half orange half red and go to that one. I don't know that game has a lot of intrigue for me. I have always wanted to go to an Iron Bowl. That's probably number two, and then number one. I think I would like to go to. I, I'm not gonna play Army Navy. Army Navy is on my list. It's probably like it might be sixth. I would like to go to the game. I'd like to go to Michigan versus Ohio State. But I want to go when it's when it's at Michigan. I want to go to the Big House one time. But I don't want to go to the Michigan versus whoever else. I want to be there for Michigan Ohio State. 
That's my top three. Top five. Love it. Love it. Real quick, uh, I just want to get to this text before I get off uh, topic. He said, your ratings are about the Egg Bowl is why it needs to stay on Thanksgiving or Black Friday. If it moves to Saturday, it becomes just another game. It was the 14th most watched college football game that weekend. Number 14. It's already buried. Anyway, uh, my top five. Uh, number one, uh, Army-Navy. I think that is the, the thing that even if I don't do any of these other ones, I absolutely have to see an Army-Navy game. It is uh, easily my number one, especially getting there early to watch the uh, the, the cadets and the midshipmen uh, get into formation and then take their seats and the singing of the alma maters after the game and, and all of that. That's I, and I don't care what stadium either. It doesn't matter the venue. I know they move it around. Couldn't care less which one it is. Got to go see that. Number two, a United States World Cup match. Uh, preferably the the one that is uh, just three years from now, three summers from now, uh, we will be hosting World Cup games. I will do everything in my power to go see us play in the World Cup here in this country especially. Uh, that would be an emotional be experience. I, I mean, well, financially it might be, but uh, start saving now. Um but that that's yeah that's number 2 is uh that that the first two for me would be like emotional experiences for two similar but different reasons right like our soccer team's not about to go serve and protect and they haven't signed up to possibly sacrifice their lives for me to do what I do every day but seeing right. an american team take the field in front of the entire world on american soil preferably with my son standing next to me, would be an emotional experience. The national anthem would be an incredible oh, moment man. there. Singing the anthem with, with RT. You just hope they get you just hope they get the artist right. Like don't <laughs> give me somebody who's gonna screw that one up. That would be awful. Imagine, imagine you're like you're further with sixty thousand Americans, you're about to cheer on your national team against somebody. You're like, this is an incredible moment and then you get somebody's up there Oh, 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 say, you know, I, I would just be like, I'm another, out. Another Fergie. Go Argentina at this point. <laughs> There's like 5 billion people watching this right now. And we've turned, we've turned a one syllable, syllable word into a note that gets held for 17 seconds. I'm not, I'm out. There's a theme here. My number three is the Ryder Cup. I just I think that golf. I love golf. I love going to golf tournaments. Uh, but the the Ryder Cup would be different. Cheering bad mm-hmm. shots sounds like a blast. It, it, it's a real environment where the the <laughs> the people in the crowd like create intimidating atmospheres to try to rattle opponents. Like only there in the Ryder Cup is that a thing that happens. And again, Team USA. I wouldn't want to go to one in Europe. I want it to be right here, where when Rory hits one offline, you know people are like high fiving and chugging beers and cheering because Rory hit one in the fairway bunker off the sixth tee. Like I need to be in that kind of environment where I get to do that. Uh, number four, I want to see a game in the Rose Bowl. I know it's changing because it'll be a playoff game moving forward, but uh, still just have to go see a game in the most iconic venue and. College football and number five. I, I don't love this selection, but I do want to go to a Kentucky Derby one day. I know it's more about like the the party and and what you wear and all that stuff, but 
I do want to put money on a horse and have them come down the home stretch at the Kentucky Derby just one time. And the, the I haven't been to horse races, but that one's different. So there's my top five. This person asks, Robin Tubal, can y'all not just get in with press passes? You don't just get a press pass because you're in the press. Yeah. You have to cover that team. I can't I can't just show up to the Super Bowl and be like, hey, I'm with the press. I can't it doesn't work like that. If the Saints got in, it's possible that we could for that. We could possibly get in. Um, possibly. Anybody else. Yeah, I mean And certainly there's no NBA team, the Pelicans no, and there's no MLB team that if they go to the World Series. World Cup, nothing like that. No, no. I think we could get credentials for NBA Finals. For Pelicans, Pelicans Finals? I, I, I think so. So, inside baseball, hey, that goes more There's no cheering in the press box. Uh, oh, yeah, I know. Uh, I, yeah. I wouldn't be able There's to contain myself there. But you have know, to have an established pattern of covering the team or be a local mm-hmm. media person in the market in which the event mm-hmm. is being held. Mm-hmm. So if right. Ole Miss or State were to go to the national championship in football, boom, we're in, like 100%, that's no problem. But yes, if we just I, decided yeah, I mean, one yeah. year, I want to go to the national championship football game, they would deny us because we don't cover one of the two teams. Likely, that are- likely denied, yes. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. So th- this discussion got me wondering about another question. Does any other country, like, make their national anthem different when they sing it? Like, well, is O Canada question. ever sung differently than the way it's it's intended to be sang? Or, or you know, God Save the King or anything? I can't imagine, a, you know, a hip-hop version of God Save the King. <laughs> Are we the only country that does that? That's a good question. I have no idea what that answer is. I mean, you watch, well, you don't, you, you watch club soccer. Do they do anthems before? Mm-hmm. They don't. So American sports are really the only sport where our national anthem is played before the sporting event. You, You're darn in England, right. It is. They don't play. Well, I'm just saying in England they don't. In Spain, Germany, they don't play the national anthems of those. For the, one of the main reasons, probably because there's so many different nationalities on the pitch, right? Yeah. I mean, like Chelsea's starting lineup, right off the top of my head, I know they have a Spaniard, a couple of Englishmen, an Argentinian, a Brazilian, a Colombian. Uh, the the goalies from Spain. Um, I think there's a Frenchman in there. So I mean, like, what are you doing? So, but no, yeah, the, I've never, you know, they do it before like uh, Olympic events and stuff. Mm-hmm. But or when you win a medal, I've never seen. Yeah, but I've never I've never heard anybody sing the national anthem differently in a different country. Just another example among many why this is the greatest country in. The mm-hmm. world. We'll get to some of your messages on this. We got a ton, a metric ton. We'll try to get to as many as we can when we come back. Don't forget, we got John Machota talking Cowboys, top of the four o'clock hour. There's big visit weekends. We got to get to that. I've got a question for Haydad about Mississippi State and more with you at Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Again, text line 601-879-4395. We'll get to as many of yours as we can when we come back. Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Let me put it to you this way. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. There's a choir 
outside of my house. Orky and Haydad with you. We'll get to some of these sports bucket lists. Uh, we got a ton. So if we don't get to yours, please forgive us. It's a good problem to have. So this, this, you don't like this song, do you? The choir outside of my house. Yeah. We had... I, I swear there were some carolers in the neighborhood. I'm not kidding. No, no, but we, you run them off of the broomstick? Yeah, that's, that's fine. But they were Christmas caroling and promoting... Uh, let's just call it a, a religion that doesn't celebrate Christmas and is very anti. Hanukkah car- no, oh no, no, not Hanukkah. That would have been, that been that would have been fine. Like I'm not Jewish myself, but okay. If you want to sing happy yeah. stuff, that's fine. No, no, they were promoting something very against. Um, the real meaning of Christmas. I it was only like three of them, but they were walking around the neighborhood. I swear. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's really weird. But okay. Yeah. You know what? It's America. I don't think they. I don't think they lasted very long. I think somebody. Told I bet them not. To get the you I know bet. what away from uh, here, and I think they did. Part of me wonders if they were just trolling because it wasn't like an organization, and they looked like they were a bunch of idiot high school kids with nothing better to do. But yeah, yeah there yeah. were. Yep. Mm-hmm. My neighbor down the street told me about it. Anyway. That's really weird. Bucket list. Mike says Sunday at the Masters paired with Sunday at U.S. Open. And then, of course, a national championship football game featuring Ole Miss. Mike sent that before we put the qualifier, so I'll give him a pass. Tyler says game at Lambeau. That's a good one. I need to see a game at Lambeau. Old That's school a good choice, stadium. Yeah. I'm only going in the winter, though. I'm not showing up for a September kickoff at Lambeau. I want to be cold. Yeah. Attend every game at the College World Series one year. So just see them all. Oh. Be all a right. fun time. See State at every away SEC football game for a year. That's a cool idea. I've done that. And then go to the Masters. That's a good one. This is a good one. I've only really got one top bucket list. Be in Canton to see Drew Brees in Drew Brees's induction into the Hall of Fame. So that'll be like two years from now, right? I mean, he's first ballot, no it's, doubt. It's coming up, uh, yeah, no it's brainer. Canton leaves a little bit to be desired as a town, but apparently the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the events around that game is awesome and worth the trip. But yeah, just the, the, you go to Canton to go to the Hall of Fame. You're not yeah. there for you know anything else. But so one of my best friends uh, is in New York for work. By the way, sent me a picture last night of a guy, and he was like, "Check this out. This dude looks just like Roger Goodell." Hey, Dad, it's Roger Goodell. <laughs> I was like, Joe. That's like, that's Goodell. What are you talking about? Looks like him. That's actually him. I'll send yeah. you the picture. It's Goodell. That's like that's like when we were in Nashville and we saw Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, definitely not like when we were in Nashville and saw Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> <laughs> have we told that whole story on the air? I don't, I don't know. If I we don't believe we have. Here, while I said this to you, go for it. We we were we were out uh, Nashville for media days this past year, and this we're at, we're at the, one of the rooftop bars. And this guy walks in. I'm like, that's Chris Collinsworth. He looked like Chris Collinsworth from my vantage point. Everybody at the table is like, it's not him. It's not him. I was like, that is Chris Collinsworth. So finally, Borky musters up the courage. He's like, I'll go speak to him. Borky walks over there, and he's over there for like a few minutes. I'm like, oh, it is Chris Collinsworth. I was like, he wouldn't sit there and just chit-chat with some random stranger, right? Comes back to me. Looks. I look at him and go, and he goes, not even bleeping close. That's <laughs> like what? He's like that wasn't Chris Collinsworth, you idiot. 
So it wasn't Chris. He didn't Collins even boy. know what SEC football was. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like him. I see right, the picture. Picture. Hold on. That is Roger Goodell. Goodell. There's no question. I mean, there's there's there is zero zero percent chance that's anybody other than Roger Goodell. I told him I was like the contact list on that phone that he's typing in right now has got to be unbelievable. Yeah. Apparently yeah, he was shopping. In his great. other hand, he had a, a, a bag on him. He was out, you know, getting some stuff for Christmas. I guess. Well, there you go. He's he's just like the rest of us. Because a seventy million dollar a year salary, I guess, means you still got to go out shopping on your own. I feel like I would just get somebody to do it for me at that rate. But maybe well, that's you know, why he's there and to, I'm here. Uh, you want to, uh, you know, be able to pick out gifts for your signature. You know, there's still some some joy in that. Tom yeah. says in no particular particular order, he would go to a Super Bowl, Ryder Cup, wants to go to the College World Series, Army-Navy game, and a Final Four game. The Masters in the World Series would have landed on that list, but fortunately, I have been to both of those already. That is awesome, man. Yeah, I know it's it's difficult and, and stuff. I lucked into my opportunity to go to the Masters, just got lucky. Uh, my my dad knew somebody that was able to go to the three days but not Sunday and was like, hey, do you want them? And he was like, uh, yeah. Oh, nice. And so nice. uh, got to see Zach Johnson win uh, at the Masters on a, on a Sunday. It was an Easter Sunday. That's why the guy couldn't convince his wife to let him go to the Masters on Easter Sunday. It's like, I mean, there's Amen Corner right there, you know? I mean, it's like you're going I mean, to church. It's the same thing. <laughs> that's, 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 that, that, that would have been one that I probably, I mean, I, I'm not saying I would get divorced. But I am saying I would be holding that over people for a long, long time. They're like, can we go to? No, we can't. We cannot go do that. Why not? Well, I couldn't go to Sunday at the Masters, so why can we go do that? Absolutely not. Forever. The rest Forever. of Forever. Bucket list number one, national championship football game. Number two, ACC championship football game. Number okay. three, Super Bowl. Number four, World Cup Finals. Number five, Wrigley Field. Must be uh, a resident ACC fan here. There you go. Charlotte is a nice city. It's a fine town. We get our first submission for the uh, British Open, or as they like to call it, the Open Championship. The Open. Mm-hmm. Duke UNC at Cameron Indoor. Oh, that's one that I didn't even think of, and I regret not thinking of that one. I consider that one. I considered that one, but I don't know. An open at St. Andrews. Yep, that's another one. Wimbledon. I've heard Wimbledon is just a great thing, even if you're not a tennis fan. It's just very enjoyable and yeah. like classy and whatnot. A lot of votes for the Masters. We get our first Olympics As there should submission. Be. Have you ever wanted to go to the Olympics? <sighs> Not really. I think the electricity of the hundred would be something that I would want to be there for. Agreed. That would be cool, but I mean, by and large, I mean, what are we doing? Like, am I, am I going to watch the pole vault? You know, maybe the the final game. I mean, you say like the final game of the basketball, but like I, I could just go to an NBA Finals game and get what I feel would be higher stakes. Yeah. We get another one, uh, Army-Navy Triple Crown Stanley Cup College World Series, but his his third one actually was uh, 
visiting every SEC stadium. So you've been to, have you been to all? So we have to you know, take out, taking out, uh, what you may call it, Texas and Oklahoma. I've been to everyone except for Missouri's. Okay, so removing Ole Miss, what was mm-hmm. your least favorite trip? Uh, 2000 Tiger Stadium. Because of the game? I'm talking about like the trip, the town, well, the stadium, like your least oh, favorite oh, trip. No. What? The, the, trip, the trip was great. I had a really good time. I'm, I may have uh, met a lady on that, on that trip. Uh, but I did get peed on. Oh. So that, you know, and State blew a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. So that and, the you know. The first thing you said is getting, worse than the second. Getting thing. peed on, yeah, was, uh, was uh, yeah, just looking up in the rafters like it was something hit me, and I was like, oh. They were standing off the side of the stadium. I don't know who was holding oh, so on. I it, got to be, it wasn't on purpose. Well, I mean, they were, this, they were over the visitor's exit there. Okay, so it they was were just letting it fly. Oh yeah, that person should still. What, what year did you say that was? Two thousand. That person should still, if if we lived in a just society, should still be in prison to this day. They should, but they're not. Yeah, I'm just trying. I, 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 at the same time, I'm like, dude, that guy turned around and off the side of of a, a, a five hundred foot stadium or whatever it is, let fly. He had some courage. Yeah. Because he couldn't have been in his right mind. A little wobble, and uh, you know, I've been hit by more than uh, than that. Yeah. Are both Army and Navy five and six? If so, why don't the winners go to bowl while Minnesota stays home? I don't. Is that the? I don't believe that's the case. Don't know. I should know. Let's see. So let's see. Army is five and they're both five and six. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know the answer to that. I wish I did. I have no idea. Usually, they, I mean, because you they get their bowl selections before this game. I guess mm-hmm. they have to be guaranteed to be in it because you don't want to give Navy a bowl is, is game this the and first then have year them where lose, it's... right? Right. Is this the first year where this game has been after the bowls are selected? No, it's always Normally like it's this. the weekend of the SEC championship game, isn't it? Mm-mm. No, it's always on its own. Okay. Oh, okay. We'll get to more of your well, messages when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. This is Sports Talk. This is sports Talk. Mississippi. Woo-hoo! I say sports fans. Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells. Porky and Haydad with you. Somebody listens closely, by the way. They say, Madison is weird. First, no waving. Now this. Well, no waving. Most people in my neighborhood wave. This this guy must follow me on Twitter. At least I think so. Because uh, uh, one of the Barstool guys was talking about how he was picking up his kids from school or dropping off in the carpool line. 
And as he was driving away, he just does the casual, like, wave to the other parents at his kids' school. Just, you know, hey, how you doing? Acknowledging that we're going past each other and our kids go to the same place, so let's be on the same page here. And he said mm-hmm. nobody gave him a wave back. Taylor Lewan, by the way, the Barstool guy, former Titans offensive lineman. Oh, okay, now he's yeah. doing content. Yeah. And I quoted it and said it drives me nuts when, when I wave in the neighborhood and I don't get one back. I'm with you. Most, the overwhelming majority of the people in my neighborhood do. But I do keep tabs on those who don't. If, 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 I'm, if we're running or I'm walking in the neighborhood or we're driving by and I put my hand up and you see me put my hand up and you don't give a wave back, I'm watching you. There's something wrong with you. Can't be trusted. Yeah, I agree. I agree. No. And my neighbor, for what it's worth, told me he thinks that it was high school kids trolling on the other front. But still, it did happen uh, in the neighborhood. But, yeah, if you're Uh in the neighborhood and somebody acknowledges you, you acknowledge back. That's, That's how we live in a society together, especially here in this region of the country. A good friend of mine dated a girl that he met from Indiana, and she came down to visit and he was waving in, at people in the neighborhood, and she was like, what are you doing? Do you know all these people? And he said, no, it's just what we do down here. we got to keep that energy up. But like, And now I wonder, if I wave and you don't wave back, if my house is on fire, are you going to do anything? If my dog gets out, are you going to stop and, you know, hey, let me look at your collar and call the owner? You know what I mean? If you're not giving me a courtesy wave, are you going to do anything else that requires courtesy in the neighborhood? we got to help each other around here. Yes, I've thought about this. I, I agree. I can tell. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, we got one message uh, about uh, seeing the Grand Prix in Monaco, and the person that texted is going to get to watch that from a yacht. That sounds unbelievable. Monaco doesn't look wow. real. It looks like a no. fake place. Yeah. No, I agree with that, yeah. That's, uh, that's that's crazy. Really cool. Jason says we were talking about that. Was it? Were we talking about that yesterday? The other day with the the Texas Georgia game is the same weekend as that F one race in Austin, and now that we that's were talking a about that cool weekend there. Yeah. yeah, it is. Jason said, "Surprising, my son, who's in the army and deployed now to the army gave army navy game next year. Heck yeah, that's cool. Very cool. Also, uh, Very I cool. imagine you are extremely proud of him, and uh, we thank him." for what he's doing. Jake says, Talladega is a spectacle to behold. A group of fraternity brothers uh, of mine in college, older than me, they would go to Talladega and the videos and the pictures that they would take. Not of the race. The, the race was just like the sideshow of what goes on outside of the race. I don't know if I would enjoy some of the stuff that goes on out there, to be quite honest. I think I would be uncomfortable. Yeah. You're just, you're just too tightly wound. I just... It, no, I'm correct. There, there are you're certain things wound. that I just don't need to be around. Like, Are you, are you afraid you're going to slide into bad habits? No, it's like... The, you got no self-restraint? Like elderly people in the nude. I just I don't want to be around that. You know, I don't need that, like, you know, next to me. I, that's... I'm, a, I'm around it every day when I take a shower. <laughs> you know, so I just can't help. I can't get away from it. At this point. Oh, man. Oh, man. Ryder <laughs> Cup as well. We get, got a handful of those. Oh, I'm not going to respond to that, but that's not what I'm saying. It's just, uh, anyway. 601 Not all of them. Not all of them is what you're saying. Yeah. Not all of them. Uh, 
That's fair. That's totally fair. Another one, visit every MLB stadium. That would be really, really cool. See Southern Miss in Omaha. Yeah. I'd give up the – oh, he said America's Cup 37. Give up the first two for number three. Yeah. Somebody says they funneled 15 beers before 12 at Talladega. That a boy. That's, that's, that's tough to funnel them before 12. And drink, drinking 15 beers before 12 is a, I mean, that's, you're off to a great start. You're almost near the finish line, to be honest. To funnel them, that's a man of character there. Yeah, it is. Goodness gracious. You're built different. Tyler says, I think all people from South Carolina fit in at Talladega perfectly. Uh, Rudy says, I have an old man in mind, never waves. I don't trust him. I wouldn't either. Huh? Especially... Somebody that's he, that's been around the world for a little while, he should that's respect some, that's somebody tradition, who you know? Talks about how the kids today don't show respect. You're the one not showing respect. Show respect. Yeah. Those that want respect, give respect. No doubt. Also, the people that let their dogs mess in your yard and don't pick it up, I'm watching you too. Straight to jail. Right to jail. Right away. We'll buckle down back to sports when we come back. Dak and, and the Cowboys are having one heck of a season. So we'll talk about that with John Machota. I'm going to screw that name up five times today. John Machota, who covers the Cowboys, he'll join us next. We'll talk about the game this weekend, the season that Dak is having so far, and more with him when we come back. Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Are you ready? On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and always on your local Super Talk Mississippi station. And hey, Dad, with you at Sports Talk Mississippi on a Friday. We go to the Farm Bureau Guest Line, check out favorites.com, and go with the home team. John Machota covers the Cowboys for the Athletic. And, uh, John, so, hey, Dad and I are both Saints fans, unfortunately for us. And so I just I want to live vicariously through you for a second. I, I know you're, you cover the team. You, you are not a cheerleader for the team. But how much more enjoyable is covering a good NFL team, as opposed to what he and I have had to deal with on a weekly basis in New Orleans. You know what? It's interesting you say that. Um, so this is my 13th year covering the Cowboys. There's really only been one really bad year, and that was the one Romo got hurt in 2015. But other than that, like the down years have pretty much been 8-8. Eight and eight. But I will say I would trade some down years for a Super Bowl year. Um, so that's the kind of the, the issue you run into with the Cowboys. It's, and, and, I, and I'm not just saying this from someone that covers it. I just noticed it from the fan base as well, where it's like you're in a point right now where they, they're obviously playing well. And, and really, they've been a good football team the last couple of years. I mean, they got as many, if not more, wins than any team in the NFL during the regular season over the last three years. But the problem is that when it's gotten to January, they haven't won there. And I, and I do feel a little bit that the fan base is kind of like, okay, are they going to take the next step finally? So they're happy right now with where they're at. But I think that could change really quickly, especially if you, I don't know, laid an egg Sunday night against the Eagles. Let's talk a little bit about Dak. Obviously, here in this state, that's always going to be a, a big topic. Having an incredible season thus far, 
uh, and has really played at a, at a high level. Has it been that he's elevated his game this year, or have the Cowboys put the right pieces around him, or is it a combination of both? Oh, yeah, I mean, that's one of the biggest things that I've learned in sports and really in life as, as, as I've gotten older is that almost nothing is ever one thing. It is always a combination of things, good or bad. And so for him, obviously he deserves the most credit, no question about that. But I think other things that deserve credit are Mike McCarthy, C.D. Lamb. I mean, uh, the way they came out of that Niners game in Week 5 and just how bad they looked offensively, it made you really second-guess, like, okay, were they going in the right direction, moving into this more West Coast style under Mike McCarthy in his first year calling plays? Does that really fit Dak at his best? And they made adjustments, and, they, and they've you know allowed Dak to get out of the pocket more, extend plays, which I believe, and obviously it's showing itself, that that's always been one of his best strengths. And so that gets a lot of credit. But then another thing that can't be slept on is just this is the first time in a long time that the Cowboys have had their best five offensive linemen healthy, and, and it's been like that now for five-plus weeks, and, and that hasn't been the case for really any of, before this, any of the time Mike McCarthy's been head coach. There's always been someone dealing with something that's caused them to not be available, and for this Cowboys team, it's certainly having Tyron Smith healthy as the left tackle, playing at a high level, and then kind of the trick they've been going with during the week is that he hasn't really been doing much during practice to keep him healthy for Sundays things like that that you can do with veteran players. So, yeah, it's definitely a combination, but there's no question that Dak and his resiliency and just his work ethic and leadership is, I mean, one of the biggest you know reasons that this team is playing the way they are right now. Huge game this weekend with, with the Philadelphia Eagles, a game that the Cowboys, quite frankly, should have won when they played this game uh, earlier in the year in, in Philadelphia. If the Cowboys get this win here, can they make a play to be the one seed in, in the NFC, or are they going to end up having to go to San Francisco when this all is said and done if they want to get to the Super Bowl? Oh, they can definitely make a run and win, win the divisions if, if they win Sunday night. I just think your second scenario is the more likely one because what the Cowboys have ahead after this game is just so much more difficult than what the Eagles have ahead. And so um, I would still, even with a loss, um, or a win on, if they lose on Sunday, if the Cowboys lose on Sunday, then you can pretty much all but kiss the division goodbye. If that's going to the Eagles. But I think if they win the game, it at least gives them a fighter's chance. But I still would say that if I'm sitting there at, at, at a window in Vegas about to put money on this thing, I still would lean towards Eagles. I, I, a few weeks ago I said this and I, and I still believe this. I, I feel like the Eagles basement is 13 wins and I feel like that's the Cowboys ceiling. And so it could happen. But it just, I mean, the Cowboys after this week, you know, they got they go to Buffalo, they go to Miami, they come back home and they got Detroit. Meanwhile, the Eagles are getting two games in three weeks against the New York Giants and, and, and Tommy DeVito. So, I mean, it's just not even on the same level. Uh, the, the Eagles have a, a huge advantage. Now, I will say, the 6-1 and one run the Cowboys are on right now, that happened during a point in the season where the Eagles were playing their toughest part of the schedule. And so it's not like anybody should be feeling sorry for, for either one of these teams, but I think they are pretty close matched, and, and I think it'll make it for a great game. I expect the Cowboys to win uh, Sunday night, but I don't think that that means that you know they all of a sudden become the favorite to win the division. So can this Cowboys team go to Philadelphia, go to San Francisco in the playoffs, and, and get wins, do you think? Oh, they can for sure, but that's been the thing that they haven't shown they've been able to do in January, and so until they do that, I mean, really just – it's not really even Philadelphia. If you told me – like the difference between their chances in winning going to Philadelphia versus playing the 49ers 
wherever, at AT&T Stadium, at San Francisco, you would pick playing the Eagles. They're just, it's two different things. And it's not because, you know, oh, the Niners are just so much more talented than the Eagles and Cowboys. No, it's just the Niners, the way they play is not a great match for the Cowboys. And the Cowboys are built in a way, and, and because they play the Eagles twice a year, where it's just not the same thing with those two. I mean, that, the gap just isn't that great. Even last year, the Eagles going to the Super Bowl, that Eagles team was not that much better than the Cowboys. But there is something about the Niners where you just really feel when they play the Cowboys that they're clearly the better team and that a lot of things have to go the Cowboys' way to win that game. And so um, if, if, if you're a Cowboys fan, you'd rather play the Eagles than the Niners. And, and having to go through the Niners again in San Francisco, it being something similar to like last year, um, I don't think a, a ton of Cowboys fans would have a lot of confidence going in that game. Uh, I think the best thing the Cowboys would have going for them is that most of the prognosticators, most of everybody on the outside would sit there and say, oh, well, the Niners are just going to win this game. And as you guys know in sports, whenever everybody thinks one thing's going to go one way, most of the time that doesn't happen. John Machota covers the Dow, uh, the Dallas Cowboys for the Athletics. So uh, real quick back to Dak. I, uh, he had a commercial come out today kind of poking fun at, at the narratives, and, and they're out there, and people have talked about it for, for years how justified do you think the, the conversation around him specifically has been in his time as the starting quarterback of the Cowboys relative to playoff success or lack thereof? I mean, it's the huge, it's the biggest thing. I mean, that's the only thing that's missing from his resume. And when I say that, I don't mean as like just a football player. I mean, he checks every single box in every every part of the game plus as a human being, like as a human being, good luck finding someone in professional sports that's on the level of Dak Prescott. I mean, he just seeing him operate behind the scenes. I mean, he's a machine. I mean, and, and uh, it's kind of crazy to say this, but just seeing how, like how much stuff he's had happen to him in his life. And I just, I can't even think of a time. I, again, I've covered him his entire time. He's been with the Cowboys. I literally cannot think of a time that I've seen Dak Prescott, come off like he's not having a good day no matter what I mean even after they lost the Niners I um I would say that's the most upset that I've seen him uh when they lost the Niners a couple years ago back at AT AT&T Stadium but I mean that was like for a few hours I feel like and then he's back to typical Dak where it's like it's not even it's not even glass half full it's like he he looks at the glass is always being completely full and so the only thing that's missing from his resume is the playoff success and yeah, I mean, and honestly, he doesn't need that to be successful as a human being. He's already obviously exceeded all the expectations there, but that's the only thing left. I mean, during the regular season, whatever, measurables, whatever you want to put at it, uh, and to do it for the Dallas Cowboys where the microscope is constantly on you, um, I mean, you couldn't ask for, for a, a better person to be the franchise face of the Dallas Cowboys. If he gets the win this weekend, is Dak the favorite for the MVP? He is, yeah. He would definitely be the favorite after this game, but I think it still comes down to for him to have a chance to win it. I think the Cowboys would have to win the NFC East. I, I just, I think that the, the MVP it really comes down to the NFC period, where it'll be probably between Dak, Jalen Hurts, and um, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> this is bad. Uh, and then on uh, Brock Purdy, sorry. And so, yeah. And so I think it comes down to those three, and I think if the Niners keep rolling the way they are, then, then Purdy can obviously win it. But I, I do think it's kind of a Dak versus Hurts race where the winner of the NFC East quarterback will probably get the award. And not saying that that's the most fair, but then again, 
is the MVP fair? I mean, it's it's not it's not like the most valuable player anymore. It's really the most valuable quarterback. So uh, that's just kind of the way the award is. And so, yeah, if they win the NFC East, Dak's getting MVP. But like I said earlier, I, I just think that's going to be it's going to be a tough tough task because of what they have ahead. John, thank you so much for your time, as always. Uh, John Machota, follow him on Twitter or X or whatever, at J-O-N-M-A-C-H-O-T-A. Keep up the good work, John. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me on. John joined us on the Farm Bureau Guest Line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. We talked on, when we did the fishy line of the week about how much crap there is on the NFL schedule. But that one game, the Cowboys-Eagles, that is worth the price of admission uh, this week. That'll be a fantastic football game. Uh, 40 million people possibly will watch that game. It is yeah. huge, and it's going to be nuts. And, uh, oh, yeah, I, I can't wait to watch that on Sunday. If you believe uh, Bob Nightingale, by the way, Shohei T- Otani is not on a plane to Toronto. He is at home in uh, Southern California at the moment. The reporting around this thing has been nuts. Speaking of reporting, we have some portal stuff we got to talk about relative to both State and Ole Miss. We'll get to that when we come back. Super Talk Mississippi. Introducing to you Sports Talk Mississippi. You better watch out. You better not cry, better not pout, I'm telling you why, Santa Claus is coming to town. Forky and Haydad with you, the text on. You want to be a part of the show, we'd love to have you. 601-879-4395. we got a Food Friday coming up later. Don't forget about that. What are you cooking this weekend? Let us know at 520. Got a college football fix where I ask Haydad a question, but for now, we'll bring it back local. We appreciate John for chiming in, by the way. We know there are a lot of Cowboys fans here in the state of Mississippi, a lot of you uh, because of Dak Prescott, so appreciate him jumping on with us. Got some portal news just a second ago, and, and hey, Dad, help me out if this is surprising or expected or somewhere in between. Woody Marks, the running back at Mississippi State, has entered his name into the transfer portal. Surprising. I was, was, had not heard that he was considering the portal Uh but has made that move. Don't under, quite understand it. Not that I don't understand leaving Mississippi State. Why not just go pro? I don't understand what you, you got left to show on film. As far as I'm concerned, as a running back, you know, you, you know, we say this all the time when you're a running back, you're like, you know, you're like the, the tires on a car. You only got so much tread on there and every carry takes a little bit off. I would just go ahead to try to get healthy, go to the combine and, and, and get myself situated into an NFL team if possible. Um, but apparently he wants to give it another go, maybe have another year as a, uh, as a feature back. Incredibly, the, despite the fact that he didn't play, I think he didn't play a full game past week five and yet he still finished, I think, as the 15th leading rusher in the SEC this year. Shows you how, how good he was in the early part of the season before he got hurt. But yeah. Uh, I, I am surprised to see that Mississippi State will. De- I mean, states in the portal for everything else. Might as well just add a quality running back to the list at this point. Yeah. So th- that is, and this isn't a flipping question. It's just what happens now. This is the the name of the game. The, are they looking to add it every spot, basically via portal? That doesn't mean you say, add yeah. forty two guys to your team right. via portal, but. They, I mean, you, you think about what State needs in the portal. They need a quarterback. 
You can say now that they need a running back. Um, you can say they probably need a couple of receivers. They need to add a tight end, uh, an experienced tight end to the list. They need a two or three offensive linemen. They need a couple of defensive linemen. They need a couple of linebackers. They need a they need a, a couple of guys in the secondary. Um, they could probably you know go for a punter. To be totally honest with you, so I mean, there's a lot, and, and that's and that's you know. I'm not talking about depth. I'm talking about they need guys to come in and compete for starting positions next season. So on top of the guys, they need to bring in some depth guys too. So I, 25 might be the low end of, of portal guys they need to bring in. And this phenomenon was kind of an inevitability anyway because of just how many guys from last year's team mm-hmm. going into last yeah. year before we even knew what the season was going to go like are out of eligibility. And so they're, they're right. going to have to replace I, I, these been, guys. I, I was saying this. I've been saying this the past few weeks that even if State was sitting at nine and three right now and getting ready to play in the uh, the Citrus Bowl or something like that, this would still be a, a, an issue for them because you knew you were losing Rodgers. You knew you were losing, uh, you know, Tulu and Xavier were possibilities to leave. You knew you were losing Watson, Johnson, Pickering, and Crumity. Uh, you, you you felt like you know you would have guys transfer. You know, tr- you know Marcus Banks was going to be done with his eligibility. Guys are always going to transfer out. So yeah, even if State had a great season, they were still going to have to be heavy players in the portal this year uh, because they they had such a tough season. It, you look at this and you go, well, they're really in trouble now, and they could be. They could very well be in trouble for next season. Jeff Lobby has a big task in front of him. He's got to have a kind of the kind of portal season we've kind of equated with Ole Miss. These past few years, they need to go and get a lot of guys. Thankfully for Mississippi State, they've done a good job of bumping up their their collective so they can be in the, involved with these transfers. But they got to start bringing them in, and you know, these next two three weeks, that's what the the, the focus has to be. Somebody says maybe Woody will come to the sip with a uh, a laughing uh, emoji. Um, so there is something interesting happening there with the Ole Miss running back room, though, because they they have four. Uh, with four, the, the four running backs on scholarship from this year's team all have eligibility left. So you're talking yeah. about uh, Judkins, Bentley, Griffin, and Roscano. And they all could come back, but they are apparently about to get the commitment from a four-star running back here very shortly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the, you know you just add, and that's okay. I can't help but wonder if they are really putting the full court press on this guy because they do anticipate a departure from one of those four, or are they wanting right. to keep five guys on scholarship in the running back room? I don't think that that's what they're going to do. I think they anticipate somebody, and I'm not implying yeah. anything. I expect Judkins to return, but I, I part of me wonders if that means they expect somebody in that room to to be gone, and that's why they're really going after. Uh, this guy hard, but we'll yeah. see. We get somebody here on the text line that says loyalty, huh? I mean, Woody Marks has bled for this football team for four years. He has taken more punishment than any Mississippi State running back I can ever remember. If he wants to move on to another place, that is his prerogative. He has given more to Mississippi State than most ever will. All right, that guy. I mean, he played hurt all season long this year, trying to help his team. Don't don't talk to me about loyalty. Woody Marks has given plenty to Mississippi State. So I was going to save this for the college football fix, but since we got the text about it, might as well start talking about it now. Stay on theme. We'll talk about the old Miss visitors uh, here in a little bit. We get this uh, this mm-hmm. text. State fans are going to have to be patient with Levy. This is going to be a four year process, especially with the schedule next year. No, so I no scanned. Such- 
the, no the, such thing as a four-year process in college football anymore. No such thing. If you with the portal, if you're not better by year two, then you got the wrong guy in there. Yeah. I have noticed, and again, the the internet is not the best gauge of this. Now, I've got a couple of friends that are that are state fans, and I I run things by them. Got my neighbor down the street that I talk to, and you know, I, I try to gauge you know what he's thinking and stuff. But I, I did scan through like the Twitter space and the message board space this morning. And and it mm-hmm. seems like state fans are, frankly, displeased with how things have gone so far in the very short time it's been since Levy was hired. Fans are frustrated about the the staff hires because they thought it was going to be somebody else. They're frustrated with players not uh, staying with the team after his his hiring. Is that a fair? assessment of the fan base at large uh, you know there's still excitement about his potential but it it struck me as there's some frustration about uh, there's a difference between what they thought was coming versus what signed on board if that makes sense yeah there, there there's there's definitely some uh so, so, some some concern because he talked about wanting to hire an ex- experienced defensive coordinator and when when a name's like G, DJ Durkin get thrown, thrown around, and then you turn out and you hire a guy who's never been a defensive coordinator before, and you think about what Mississippi State you know needs right this second, they need to to, to bring. I thought they needed to bring at least one experienced guy in on this staff. Levy has kind of surrounded himself. I mean, the most experienced guy on the staff is David Turner, who has never coached with Jeff Levy before, uh, and he's probably you know of the defensive guys that I've seen, his resume is probably the best. Well, that's the guy who was already here. You know, so it it doesn't feel like on paper that Levy's brought in any guys, especially defensively, that are that are you know going to make you a wow. That's that's a big time hire for Mississippi State. Now they could end up being a great staff and put together quality defenses and be good recruiters and all of that, but nothing on paper is going to impress the average college football fan. So yeah, there's there's some concern and there's some, I wouldn't say anger or anything like that, but frustration that people. Every time State has gone through this the past few times, they went through it with with Moorhead and with Leach, and now and now with uh, and they went through it kind of with Arnett, and then they went through it now with, with Levy. It's like you hear like, oh, they're really going to spend big on assistance this year and try to do that, and, and it never really happens. You know, you, you don't ever see big time coordinators coming. Last year, Kendall Bryles, that was a really hot rumor for a few weeks, but it, it didn't pan out for for Mississippi State. Um, and so the same thing here with DJ Durkin. It felt like, you know, that was the hot rumor for a couple of weeks and it just didn't pan out. And you end up with Coleman Hutzler, who, man, that guy might be the next, you know, Kirby Smart for all we know. But he hasn't proven it to this point. And so Mississippi State fans are, are, are they were kind of hoping to get a guy in who had, who had that experience and had that resume as a proven defensive coordinator. And they didn't get that. You know, it could really help change fan morale. What's that? Getting Dylan Gabriel to campus on Monday and locking him down. That would that would that would go a uh, a long way for sure. So he is is he's in Oregon today, right? I believe yeah, he, he is in Oregon. I think he's also I think he's going to be there till tomorrow. But Lanning has to leave at some point. So my yeah. guess is Lanning will have all his meetings with him today. Tomorrow they'll do some stuff without the head coach, and then he'll head. Uh, I guess he heads back. To, I don't know. He's living in Norman. I guess at this time. And then down here after that, that's the plan. Now he could commit to Oregon on this trip and never make the trip to Starville. We've got a bunch of messages on this. We'll we'll read some of those when we come back. Ole Miss has some visitors coming to town this weekend as well. And I appreciate 
the uh, the the message earlier that uh, that we got. I can't remember who it was from. I want to say it was Josh and Laurel, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah, uh, the Furman Paladins take on Montana on the road tonight in the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs. Eight o'clock, ESPN two. That is an incredible college football venue and environment. Montana does it right, man. It's a, it's obviously a smaller venue. But the stadium is built in a way where it's on top of the players. It's like 25,000 people, and they will not have an empty seat. It'll be nuts. Watch Tyler Huff and the Paladins uh, go play tonight uh, if you want. I will be. So appreciate whoever that was for thinking of me when they were uh, looking at the TV guide tonight. Back to the state conversation, though, when we come back. The Mississippi continues. Boom, 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 boom. Santa baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me. Been an awful good girl, Santa baby. Porky and Hey Dad with you. We appreciate you guys being a part as always. And it will start here. So we fired a guy who went five and six, but we're going to be okay if the new coach goes five and it would be seven in, in that scenario. But he said five and six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sort of the same way when State fired Croom for going four and eight, they were okay the next year when Mullen was five and seven. As long as the team looks better, plays better, is obviously improving, then yeah, that that's that's okay. That team was not playing better, not improving, only getting worse every week. It, it, yeah, that, that's that's how things work sometimes. You know, it's 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 a process. It's it, this is going to be a rebuild for Mississippi State. It's not going to be a four or five year rebuild. It's going to take a couple of seasons to get things going again, but it's going to happen. That's how this is going to be looked at. We do get this message. There's no loyalty anymore. It's all about greed and money. I, okay. I mean, there was never any loyalty to begin with. They were just locked in, guys. If if they could have transferred in the eighties, nineties, two thousand, they would have, but they couldn't. So, you know, then it's not loyalty. It was just kind of forced where they were. I don't, I don't know what you do for work, but if a company came in and you would do the exact same job for fifty percent more pay. You wouldn't do it. I mean, I, I love working here, and specifically the people that I work for. Love them. They have treated me like I have been a, a, a family member, a son to, to them. I am extremely loyal to them. But if somebody wants to double my salary, I mean, they would be like, Michael, <laughs> go. Congratulations to you. Go get paid. I, I mean, I... I am. I love this place dearly, but man, if somebody's some of these players are getting four or five times what they're currently getting, guys. I mean, are you really going to tell another another company no if somebody wants to triple my salary? It's time to go. It, it doesn't matter how much I love the people that I work for, and I truly love the people that I work for. I'm out. I, I got a four year old to provide for, man. Uh, I want to give him everything I could possibly give him. Some of these guys. You know, some of them grew up in great situations, others not so much. Some have a mom and dad that 
that they want to take care of or, or a sister or a brother that they want to financially support. Or And some of these, these guys have children. Caden Prescorn at Ole Miss has, has a child. He's got a wife and kid. And so is he greedy when he wants Ole Miss to give him money to continue playing football at Ole Miss? When he's got a wife and a kid to provide for? I just I, I don't see it that way. And I respect that, that that is your opinion and you see it that way. But I just... Uh, in this life, turning down a lot of money to do the same job just doesn't seem like something a lot of you guys do. I've said it many times, and I'll say it again. A lot of people who are capitalists uh, become big-time communists when it comes to college football. It's like, it is, you know, stay with me, comrade. Why are you leaving? Like, yeah, I got more money. A little bit of a different perspective here uh, from a state fan. This day and age, as a state fan, I will wait to see what happens before making any judgment. People can be upset, and that's fine. But at the same time, every coach starts somewhere. The D.C. was a position coach. So was Saban when he started coaching at Kent State. Everybody needs to chill out. By that same token, if you play wait and see, you should wait and see if these guys are any You can wait and see if they're any good, and it can be a positive or a negative, if that makes sense, right? It can be, hey, I'm going to wait and see. This guy could be really good. Or it's going to be, I'm going to wait and see. This guy might not be any good. <laughs> it's just, it can go either way. Somebody asked if Bo Nix is, or it says, isn't Bo Nix staying at Oregon? Uh, no. no. Bo, Bo Nix is finally out of eligibility. And, I mean, hell, he might be a first-round pick. So mm-hmm. there's a real chance that he's a first-round pick. He won't be number one or uh, number two, but I, I think he's QB4 probably in this draft. I think. <sighs> Possibly, anyway. I mean, he's, he, he's behind, obviously, Williams and May. He's he's probably behind Daniels at this point. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'd have to think about it, because you were staying in, you know, upsets the balance of that a little bit. Is he behind Penix? I don't know. I don't know. Another one. You know us state fans always know more than the coach, and we will do the hiring and let the head coach rest. I trust Lebby. He can hire Borky if he wants to. Hey, uh, oh, he also mentions my Powder Puff Hall of Fame coach. Yes, again, want to remind everybody, you're listening to the two-time Powder Puff, the, the head coach of the two-time Powder Puff champion, class of 2010. Never happened before at Malden High School. Not until I took the reins, buddy. Uh, no, if Jeff Lebby hired me, uh, you guys should pack his stuff for him and get him out of town as fast as humanly possible. I would try my best, but... Yeah. There'll be none of that. I would love the opportunity to sit down with somebody like Lebby and have him give me a play sheet. Mm-hmm. And, hey, what would you call here? And just like run through, what would you call here? What would you call here? What would you call here? Just for him to tell me, nah, that's not what you should do, and here's why. I would love that intimate knowledge of play calling. Uh, he, he would be he'd be very enthused with my play calling. Four verts, <laughs> going verts here. Uh, what, what down in distance doesn't matter. Verts, we're going deep, brother. Our friend Rebecca Turner texted and says, "I was the Powderpuff MVP, Terry High School class of 2002." That doesn't surprise me one bit. There you go. We get this message. Billy Napier's in year three with unlimited funds. Let me tell you 
that that is the Napier's exact, a bad coach. But that is the opposite of what they have at Florida. The opposite. Yeah, if they had unlimited funds, they'd have J, they'd have Jaden Rashada right now. Florida's NIL situation, guys, is see that's the thing. People are are too caught up in in helmets sometimes. If you gave a coach right now, you get to have Ole Miss's NIL situation and their collective and who's running it or Florida's. Guess which one they're picking? Picking Ole Miss's. Yeah. Florida's not been in the best shape, and man, I'm wondering if they're still recovering from that Rashada deal and how bad of a message that sent uh, to not only themselves with how disorganized they were, but also the rest of the country on how they're going to handle you in that space. Florida does not have unlimited funds in NIL. Nobody does, but Florida is certainly not one of those teams that you look at and think, well, if they want the same guy I want, there's no shot. Florida's not in that category right now. We should, we should also point out Billy Napier is a bad coach. He's he's not getting it done. You know he's he, he had an NFL he had a, he had the number four overall pick in the draft as his quarterback last season and went six and seven. That is a bad coach. Period. So uh, we've gotten a, a bunch of, of thoughtful text on the you know the player movement money stuff. I, I don't want to go down that road today. I, we appreciate you. It's just we're getting kind of off message of you know state and Levy and, and stuff like that. So hey, Dad, uh, this weekend uh, you you mentioned yesterday there's a bunch of high school recruits coming in town this weekend. Any portal guys though that that we should be keeping an eye on? The only one, there are a couple guys I know for sure will be here this weekend as far as the portal goes, and that's uh, North Texas center Ethan Miner. State is in de- desperate need of a starting center. Uh, and, of course, um, Miner's from North Texas, where uh, new state tight ends coach John Cooper was the offensive line coach a season ago. So they have a connection there. They're hopeful to get him in and get his commitment. And then Vanderbilt tight end Justin Ball is here. I uh, caught 15 passes a year ago. State desperately needs tight ends, desperately needs them. They I mean they really don't have one. I don't expect Spivey to ever get his year back. Ryland Gody is gone, and the other guys they have are not real tight ends. They need tight ends, so that's a great opportunity for him if he decides to take it. Good to know. Good to know. Ole Miss has a handful of visitors this weekend. Uh, one thing I appreciate about Lane Kiffin is he is letting everybody know essentially exactly who he is visiting. Uh, at all times, I mean, the airport pictures have been special on Twitter lately because you can just, he tweets a picture of College Station. Well, Walter Nolan's in College Station. He's visiting Walter Nolan. He tweets a picture from Bloomington, Indiana. Well, there's an offensive tackle that they're bringing in this weekend. I'll tell you about when we come back. Uh, so he's visiting him. He tweets a picture of Fayetteville. He's visiting the linebacker, who I'll tell you about in a second. He's been all over the place. He was in Hammond, Louisiana, according to his Twitter. Well, there's a tight end from Selah that is in the portal. I mean, Lane Kiffin is just telling everybody exactly who he is seeing. There's no ambiguity. It's actually really funny uh, that that he's doing it uh, that way. So, also, didn't congratulate a, uh, a Penn State player who declared for the NFL, uh, their tight end, because in his announcement, or maybe he just missed it, but in his announcement, he let everybody know that he would be playing in the Peach Bowl. So, didn't wish him well in his future endeavors because he's going to have to see him here in a few weeks. But anyway, so that's uh, that's State, you know, fan frustration, recruits thereafter, stuff like that. Uh, We'll turn the page, tell you about who's visiting Ole Miss this weekend from a portal perspective. 
get to the college football fix. An interesting hire uh, just happened, one that had some real local interest during Mississippi State search. We'll get to that as well. Food Friday and more. 601-879-4395 is the text line. Be a part of the show. We'd love to have you. That's how you do it. We'll be right back. From the flatlands of Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Every minute worth waiting for. Super Talk Mississippi. Christmas time is here again like every year before. Porky and hey Dad with you. Sports Talk Mississippi is brought to you in part by Genteel Apparel, who is... Fueling my entire outfit today, GenteelApparel.com. G-E-N-T-E-A-L is the website. Hey, Dad's got the uh, that comfy uh, quarter-zip hoodie on. Love it. Hey, it looks great. GenteelApparel.com. Collegiate collection, you want some uh, of your favorite team's gear, it's there. It's good looking, too. And I know basketball season's heating up. You want to look good inside the arena, don't you? Well, GenteelPeril.com is the website. Go to their collegiate collection, but they've got pants, quarter zips, really nice button-up shirts that I have yet to get my hands on, but I'm jealous of the one that Richard was wearing the other day. I need to get my hands on one of those. Genteel Apparel, official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. I don't I don't think we've ever said all those teams you can get with their collegiate collection. because We, we talk about lot, we have a lot yeah. of fans listening. So let me just list them real quick. Alabama, Auburn, Clemson, Kansas State, Louisiana, Louisiana Tech, LSU, Memphis, obviously Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Southern Miss, Missouri, South Carolina, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, Troy, and Tulane. So if you're a fan of any one of those teams, you can have a Gentile Polo with your team's logo on it. And if, if I'm, Am I looking at this correct? Hold on one second. Because I, I am not a fan of this team, but this might be a really sweet okay. – Oh my goodness! They do have the angry wave polos. Oh, those are for so Tulane. good. Oh, come so on! Good. With with, in, with the green and and the blue. Oh, that's yeah. That's so nice. So nice. So check that out. Gentileapparel.com. Click on the collegiate collection. We got this message. Oh, look! It's Kiffin taking a picture. Ha ha! Who gives a? Well, yeah, I yeah. agree. Um. Here's yeah. here's what makes that interesting to people that uh, have functioning brains. He is the only coach in college football who is telling everybody exactly who he's visiting in real time. If you don't find that interesting or at least funny, then you are incapable of having interesting thoughts or have no sense of humor whatsoever. It's hilarious. Could you imagine Nick Saban running around the country? Hey, I'm visiting this guy and this guy and this guy. It's funny. And frankly, it's really informative. There's no guessing. You know exactly who Kiffin has visited over the last few days. Does anybody know who Jeff Levy has visited over the last few days? They do not. No idea. And there's nothing wrong with that strategy. Nothing wrong with it at all. It's just funny that Kiffin has decided to let the world know what portal players he is visiting via private jet. Again, but I have a sense of humor. Southern Miss has hired a new offensive coordinator. Chip Long is yeah. a name that you probably recognize in one way or another. Uh, he has been hired on to Will Hall's staff to call the offense. This is one of the, you know, we talked about Levy bringing in pl- coaches that he knows, right? Coaches he's got familiarity with. 
These two guys know each other very, very well. Long is a you know well-traveled offensive coordinator. He's been at some good stops. So I think this gives Will Hall a, a, a guy that he's going to have complete trust in to run his offense, but and but also a guy he can allow to run his offense and not not have to you know and and do some of the things that made them successful later in the season uh, this past year. So I think that's a, a good hire for Southern Miss. Yeah, the 2018 Broyles Award winner uh, after Notre Dame, I believe, went undefeated that year. Uh, correct, 2018 mm-hmm. before um, uh, before the playoff began. But I, 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 think I guess they so. Did yeah, win yeah. Every game. Um, what if we had? Yes, regular season very, undefeated, and that was their first playoff a device. Yeah, so that is uh, yeah. that is real. Uh, hasn't really particularly gone well uh, since then. Uh, he was the offensive coordinator at Tulane after Notre Dame let him go uh, after the 2019 season. That was the one year that Tulane went two and ten. He then went from there to Georgia Tech to be on Jeff Collins' staff, and that staff did get fired. So, kind of a renewed opportunity. For uh, for Chip Long to be at Southern Miss, but like Haydad said, I mean there there is a a wealth of experience and coordinated an undefeated regular season, um, so there's clearly something very good there. Even if the last couple of stops really didn't end well, yeah, yeah. Like I said he's been he's been around, and and I think that relationship with Will Hall will pay dividends for Southern Miss in, in the future. Somebody says, man, y'all can't compare the two. They are two different people. Give them both a chance. Nobody is not giving anybody a chance around here. Who are we we comparing? What what did this happen? The Giants have signed a Japanese baseball player, but it's not Otani. There's a source off with that, by the way. I know. This has been a fun day on on the app known as Twitter. No doubt. So, yeah, I don't Southern know Miss. What is any other name? New offensive coordinator Chip Long. Ton of experience. Again, Broyles Award guy. And uh, we'll see how that pans out. We mentioned that Ole Miss has got some visitors this week. And we'll focus on the portal guys, or at least the, the known portal guys to this point. They got a ton of high school guys coming in as well this weekend. But uh, to be quite honest with you, unless you guys tell me I'm crazy, uh, the portal guys are a lot more interesting to me. Because they are far more likely to actually impact next year's football team than the 17-year-olds that will be coming in. So uh, we'll tell you who's expected in town this weekend anyway. And uh, who they are and what they're all about when we come back at Sports Talk Mississippi. Two hours in the books. We'll talk Ole Miss Portal recruiting. Just like we did State a little while ago when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. So if you guys haven't been following Major League Baseball Twitter... During the day. First of all, congratulations to you, because spending your day on that website is not the best use of your time. However, there was a flight from Southern California to Toronto that was being tracked online. 
because people thought Shohei Otani was on that plane. And then you had one national baseball reporter and a couple local reporters there in Toronto saying that Shohei Otani was on that plane because there was going to be a an announcement or the deal was imminent with Shohei Otani and the Toronto Blue Jays. CBC sent a photographer slash cameraman to the airport, although it's been clear for the last hour or so that that wasn't true at all, but still, they sent somebody down to the airport. Turns out that Otani was definitely not on the plane that everybody was tracking. It was Canadian businessman Robert Herchevec and his family. I imagine they were really confused when they got off the plane and saw a bunch of people with cameras and <laughs> video is seeing if Shohei was going to get off that plane, too. Took a nice little family trip to Southern California, maybe did some surfing, get home and realize that... Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of people were tracking their flight in real time. Love it. College football apparently is now a Major League Baseball phenomenon, too. Anyway, I mean, I saw somebody say uh, on on Twitter earlier, Hogville would have had that thing figured out in an hour. It wouldn't have been an all-day affair. They would have known right away. There would have been a guy that worked at the airport in L.A. that, nope, Shohei wasn't on that plane, guys. All good. They had to figure that out quickly. Exactly. Very easily. Very easily. College football message boards. I mean, I don't know why they, you know, Democrats and Republicans who are looking for new dirt on Hunter Biden or or on Donald Trump, turn it over to the college message boards. They'll find that stuff for you. The best opposition research that you could do is on uh, college football message boards. Speaking of college football, it's time for the college football fixture by Ford... Test drive one today. I know football season's over. We're a little bit sad about that. Army-Navy is tomorrow. But you have a little bit more free time, so spend that free time. Test driving an F-150 Christmas, guys, is inside of three weeks away. You can still gift an F-150 to that love of your life. It's been the best-selling truck in America for almost five decades, and it will be the most unforgettable Christmas of all time or in the Cross House Wednesday. Got him. Ah, he got me. <laughs> uh, college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi I just like to picture dealer. I like to picture young OB Cross. Just, oh, everybody, Dad got another new truck again. <laughs> What's that for this year, Dad? Single-handedly keeping the F-150 the best-selling truck in America. Oh, you want... It, it's... It, it's like an NIL deal almost. It's like it's like a circle of life thing going here. We've got a couple of texts uh, about this. So uh, we did mention this earlier, but we'll bring it back up again. Hey, Dad, Woody Marks uh, into the transfer portal. Yes, that is correct. He will be headed out to a new school for the 2024 campaign. And, uh, you know, you said it earlier, but a, a bit of a surprise? To me, yeah, I think so. So, yeah, Marks, uh, for, for those of you asking, yes, he, uh, he is in the, uh, in, the transfer, in the transfer portal. On the flip side, so we did talk about state and, and recruiting efforts and stuff earlier. There's, at least according to On3, there are some visitors coming to Oxford this weekend, three of them that, that are the most important if, uh, if this report is accurate anyway. 
And uh, we'll start with number one, Juice Wells. And um, that is a name that if you're a big SEC fan, you're familiar with. Uh, he's been at South Carolina. Uh, broke his foot, I believe, very early this season and didn't play uh, after that this year. I think it was in week two or, or... Anyway, very, very early this season. Probably would be getting ready for the draft had that injury not happened. Uh, he will be a one-year rental for whoever gets him, but electric receiver can play every position, slot, outside, can run. I mean, he is a complete receiver. Was really, really good at South Carolina before that injury. It was initially reported that he was taking two visits this weekend, one of which to Austin, the other uh, to Oxford. Uh, that Austin visit apparently, according to On3, has been canceled, and I have not seen word uh, that he will not be at Ole Miss this weekend, possibly already there. So Ole Miss loses Dayton Wade. He's off to the NFL. Haven't seen an official uh, word yet on Trey Harris uh, or Jordan Watkins. I know Watkins tweeted something yesterday that was a picture of himself in an Ole Miss uniform. As I understand it, that was not a, uh, hey, guys, I'm back. It was just a college kid tweeting a picture of himself. Uh, but either way, so they need they need receivers, and this is the number one receiver in the portal at the moment, uh, according to the rankings. And Kiffin was in South Carolina recently, if you believe the pictures of the airports that he tweets. Uh, one plus one often equals two. That doesn't mean he's going to go to Ole Miss this weekend. Uh, excuse me. doesn't mean he's going to sign with Ole Miss, but if he's in town and he canceled a Texas visit, um, you can really try to make him an offer he can't refuse, uh, you know, and see if you can lock him down and uh, and get your portal process started early. So that would be a that, that's a big one, and uh, they've got a real chance to to sell him playing time in an offense that will get him the football and of course the obvious money, because that's how this goes. All right. So I guess Todd and Tupelo this will be Wells' second transfer. Nope, lifelong or you know career long gamecock uh, until this point. And also, you can transfer twice if you have obtained a degree. Or if the NCAA just is feeling it that day. You know what? Sure. Let him go. Uh, Another one, again, according to On3, Carter Smith uh, is not a household name in SEC land. He plays offensive tackle for Indiana. Again, Lane tweeted a picture of the airport in Bloomington. Presumably, one plus one equals two. Mentioned it yesterday. They need offensive line help. They need instant impact offensive linemen from the transfer portal if they're going to reach their ceiling as a team next year. This would be a very good start on that process. They can't just rely on one. There's got to be more, at least in my opinion. But um, experienced player, played really well in the Big Ten. Tom Allen got fired, looking for a new home. Ole Miss is trying to be that home. If he, in fact, visits this weekend, that is a very important guy that they need to try to lock down also. You say, I like how you say it. They need offensive line help. Everybody. Yes. Everybody needs offensive line. There's, there's no team in the country that wouldn't accept offensive line help. Nobody's looking at their offensive line and going, ah, we're good. We're good. I'll need them. Uh, last so, but Ole Miss, I mean, we saw it this year, you know, with them, that they, you know, towards the end of the season when that offensive line got banged up, they, they struggled moving the football. So, yeah, yeah they'll need them this year. And uh, the the last expected visitor, Chris Paul Jr. from Arkansas. We've talked about him a couple of times this week, the linebacker. Uh, he is an experienced multi-year starter in the SEC, really high-level linebacker. Um, a lot of people thought that the, his commitment was imminent, 
uh, earlier this week. Maybe just wanted to come visit this weekend before that happened, but a lot of people expect that that is where he will end up expected to be visiting this weekend as well. Yeah, I I imagine the the, the Warriors will be looking to get back quite a bit in return uh, for Chris Paul. Uh, you know, try to pair him. You know, they th- thought they thought pairing him with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson was going to work out, but uh, now possibly headed to Ole Miss. Interested to see how that works out. Will he play both sports? I don't know. Get this question. Question for you guys: How do you give an offer? Not even to- related, by. Not even related. Not no. not a son. Not a cousin. No. Incredible. I, I believe. I think his dad's like a Navy vet or, or something like that. I, I looked at his bio okay. to see okay. if there was any, and that I don't believe there is. Uh, we got this question here. How do you give an offer to a transfer they can't refuse? How much communication is actually happening between the head of the collective and the head coaches? Uh, the answer that the collective wants us to give is very different than the truth. Mm-hmm. They are in well, direct communication. communication with each other. It is very much they are in lockstep with each other on mm-hmm. money and how much and what is offered and to who. And, yes, it yes, it, it, it is the same they operate separately. They can't tell you that they operate together because that's against the rules, but we can tell you that they operate together. So that's what I mean by an offer they, they can't refuse. I mean, Kiffin can sit down. Kiffin and Weiss Jr. can show tape of all the receivers that they've had and say, here's what we will do for you in this offense, and here's how you fit, and all this stuff, and we'll get you the ball this way, and all this stuff. And here's Jackson Dart, by the way, third-year starting quarterback here, and also this amount of money. That's the offer that that you make that they can't refuse. Mm-hmm. It's all that's all part of the deal. Not end all be all though. I was talking to somebody earlier about this. There are guys, there are portal players that go places that offer them less money than other places. Fit and recruiting and relationship still does matter. It does. Now, if you offer nothing, then sorry, but not everybody's just going to the highest bidder. That is kind of a misnomer when it comes to portal recruiting. Fit and playing time and stuff does matter here as well. Just so, so, so does the money. So we'll see if Ole Miss gets a commitment this weekend. And, uh, of course, we'll talk about that on Monday. But coming up next, it's a Food Friday. We'll do that when we come back. You're hearing sports talk, Mississippi. What? what? This is... So awesome on Super Talk Mississippi. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you might even say it glows. And all of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph Porky and Haydad with you. So I got a good laugh during the break because the, the guy that asked us a question about the offer and how closely they work with collectives, he said, thanks, gentlemen. Just want, just doesn't make sense when you read the rules. And he sent us the excerpt of the rules where there can't be pay for play and stuff like that. Let me tell you about there the rules. There isn't pay for play. There isn't pay for play. There's pay for the things that the NIL collective puts together. And that's that's what that's for. But it's pay for it's a salary. It's a contract. I don't know what you're talking about. What? Maybe at Ole Miss, bunch of cheaters. There, uh, the rules are being broken in such a way that them being written down at all is kind of funny when you think about it. 
No, they're not. They're, it's it's impossible to enforce. They're not going to enforce it. If they do enforce it, they'll get sued. They're just letting it go. That's what's happening with the rules of NIL. They're just letting it go because if they try to, if a player gets paid and they try to take that player's eligibility, there are approximately. 5,000 attorneys that would love to file suit on that player's behalf in a suit that they would win. So they're not even going to try to go down that road. It's over. When they caught LSU red-handed, where a hospital charity was used to funnel money to athletes, and the coach was caught on a wiretap discussing the offer that he made to a player, and they got a slap on the wrist, you knew it was over then, it's especially over now. And what manner of offer was that? A strong rear-end offer. Okay, just making sure. (laughs) It is time, though, for Food Friday. And thank you, Debbie, from Ocean Springs for starting us off. And it looks good as always. Food Friday presented by Polk's. Picky people pick Polk's, guys. And if you are cooking with anything with sausage, especially this time of year when you're making gumbos and and jambalaya and, and chili and stuff, and you're putting sausage in that, Polk's is a Mississippi company. They do everything right here. You can see the headquarters. If you're driving from Jackson to Hattiesburg, you pass by their headquarters. And if you go to your meat department and they don't have it, ask for it. They will get it because you're a picky person and picky people pick Polk's. Food Friday presented by our good friends at Polk's. Brian, hey, Dad, what are you cooking this weekend? Ribs. Attaboy. Doing the I, – I, 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 people keep – ever since I did those party ribs a few weeks back – People keep tweeting me pictures of them doing the party ribs. We started a phenomenon here. Started with Malcolm Reed and uh, you know his brother, Mississippi State offensive line coach Cody Kennedy. And so I'm doing party ribs. I'm doing some. Uh, I call it like cheat jambalaya. I just I just do some Polk's uh, Cajun sausage, uh, and then I, I make I just do some minute rice, man, and I just put some seasonings in it. Good. Season it with seasonings and uh, a little hot sauce. Throw the sausage in there. Let it all soak up. It's good. We're going to do some uh, some corn on the cob, some green beans. Big meal tomorrow uh, in the Haydad house. That sounds great. That's going to be fun. So tonight, going to hibachi. But for the first time, I'm taking him to sit like at the, the table where they cook in front of you. You know, like we would just go and like just get it, sit at the table. Oh, you're going to let him see. So we're going to see the Onion Volcano. We're going to see the Onion Volcano. We're, we're going to do the uh, the catch Is he okay the shrimp with fire? Oh, loves it. All right, he should be good then. So, yeah. Good. I've just my only fear is he's 4 and he gets a little restless because he's 4 and is what it is. I hope that he's yeah. going to be willing to like be patient enough for when the guy comes, how cool that's going to be for him as opposed to like when we sit in a booth, he can you know, crawl on dad and and whatever and mess around yeah. and not bother anybody, but we're going to be sitting with strangers. So, I'm nervous. They're crawling. But, at the hibachi, you'll burn yourself. Exactly. So I, I gotta, so. you know, make sure he's uh, he's kept in check. But what are you do, cooking though? I, I know doing that today. Christmas parade tomorrow. After the Christmas parade, um, I've got a couple steaks. Gonna cook those. Mm-hmm. And Sunday, because I'm a glutton for punishment, I haven't cooked mm-hmm. New Orleans themed stuff around a Saints game in a while. And so while I'm going to have to suffer through watching the Saints play a football game, which might as well be torture. I mean, I know we've got law enforcement officers that that listen to this show. If you want to arrest somebody for committing crimes, just make them watch the Saints game on Sunday. They will never commit that crime again. I promise. 
Yeah. Uh, so I've got to try to lighten the day uh, a little bit. So I'm just going to do po' boys. Uh, I, I haven't had one yeah. in quite some time. Shrimp, and fried catfish, or you going to roast beef? I've got shrimp, and, and yeah. I'm thinking about getting some roast beef and, and really just going all in. Uh, make a peacemaker? Yeah, yeah, make a peacemaker, man. Uh, but they're so simple. Yeah. Just good, fresh French bread, uh, just fresh tomatoes. Um, I, I don't... What is the... So it's a habit at the Surf and Turf, the Surf and Turf at Parkway Tavern in, in New Orleans. It's a, the sloppy roast beef with fried shrimp. That's yeah. what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the one. So that's what I'm going to do. It's so simple. It's so good. I mean, all the only difficult thing is frying shrimp, and how hard is that? It's not at all. So I will be doing that no. uh, on Sunday to watch the Saints play something that they – allege is football. So, to the text line, 601-879-4395. They're playing the Panthers, too. Oh, oh I mean, the, the worst miserable. football game you can think of. There will be 35,000 people in the Dome for that game, I think. Yeah. Literally yeah. half yeah. full. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, what do we got here on the Let's text Let's start line? with Debbie. we got to start with Debbie. Yeah, Debbie's doing some some meatball sliders. Where'd you go, Debbie? Oh, she's all the way down here. Okay. King's Hawaiian sweet rolls. You cut a hole in each one. You add pizza sauce, a little melted butter, sauce, garlic powder, and Italian seasoning, then top with mozzarella and bake. 20 minutes. I mean, that looks that that looks like something I want to see somebody bring to a tailgate. Yeah. You show up with that, and yeah, that's gonna be good. That looks incredible. Uh, let's see here. CJ and the Delta has got a couple of big pork butts all smoked up and getting ready for tomorrow. He likes big butts, uh, and see. he cannot lie. He cannot lie. Uh, Jim and Hernandez just wants me to talk about fried chicken. <laughs> uh, from 662, missed food Friday last week, so here's speckle belly goose breast from last week. I, when, I, when I first saw this, I thought this was like strip steaks. That is some imp- interesting looking goose. I've, I, I've never eaten goose before. I know it's one of those birds you can uh, you can eat rare. So I, th- I think you would enjoy cool. it if cooked correctly. I think you would like it. Yeah, I, I'd enjoy what I'm looking at right here. Uh, he's, he's, he's also working on a duck gumbo for, for right now, and then black and redfish for tomorrow. So if you could just put your address in the uh, text line, that'd be fantastic. Uh, let's see here. Uh, says uh, from sixty two, you want to try that sandwich with grilled shrimp? That wouldn't be a terrible, terrible no, idea. No, but that sounds healthy. And, again, there's nothing healthy about what's <laughs> happening on Sunday. Well, then, do them like shrimp scampi. Just put, like, a couple sticks of butter in there. You'll be all right. Yeah. I'm going to fry so, them, though. Uh, we got a big shrimp boil here with pork sausage, shrimp. Looks like asparagus, corn on the cob, potatoes. And, uh, and of course, that aforementioned sausage. There's some some, some mushrooms in there. or is uh, What would a stale cracker call those? Champions, yeah, some champions, yeah, yeah. Mushrooms are the most underrated inclusion of a crawfish. They're sponge, or, or I mean, they're the best. They're a sponge. They just everything, any flavor you put in a mushroom, it will absorb it every time, and they're the best. That's a good one, yeah, and cheap too. That's a good it's like one. you don't even have to break the bank yeah. on. That, that's the yeah. best part. I made a. This is going to be embarrassing, but I'm going to admit it live on the mm. radio. I made a uh, uh, a boil. Which I did everything like a low country boil or a crawfish boil. Uh, I just didn't get any seafood. I just did sausage and mushrooms and potatoes and onions, and that's what I ate. Like on purpose, I chose to do that, and I, I loved it. 
I know. I know. I I know. But I didn't like. Yeah, y'all, y'all get on me for being anti-American. Look at this guy. So the the grocery store Ball didn't again. have any of the seafood out, and I would pr- I'd prefer to buy fresh if if given the opportunity as opposed to frozen. So they didn't have any of the fresh stuff out, and I thought, you know, I like all the other stuff anyway. Let me just go for it, yeah. and I went for it, and I liked it. I know I'm weird. Whatever, it's, it's fine. Mike in Oxford's on his way to see our friend Lynn at, uh, at Taylor Grocery to eat some catfish tonight. Fantastic. Uh, Shane in Oxford, let's hear fried chicken one more time. I'm, I'm always happy to talk about fried chicken. Jimbo's got homemade bread and chili made from scratch. Homemade bread. Bread is the enemy because, you know, when you eat bread, you get full easier. But, man, do I love bread. Have you ever made I love homemade bread? bread? Yeah, well, I have it. My wife has there's this guy I watch on YouTube. Uh, he's an Australian guy that will go spend like three days out in the bush and just trying to like live completely off the land. And if he doesn't like catch a fish or a crab or or something like if if he just gets skunked, he'll make what he calls a bush damper, which is just bread that he makes, and it looks so simple mm-hmm. and so good. And I don't know why I've never done that before. It's like three ingredients. That's all it is. Yeah, you can make you can you can make really simple breads out and there. drop a little rosemary in too. there. And uh, anyway, yeah. we'll get back to this six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five is the text line six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five. I did see the uh, the lunchable that one of you submitted. Uh, I had one of those yeah. today myself. If I'm being honest, I hadn't been to the grocery store in a while. Eat, I had a lunchable. Eat a real meal, Borky. What is wrong with you? A lot. We'll be right back. Make a sandwich. Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. Super Talk Mississippi. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Shane, you gave me a laugh, man. I'm Michael Borky's Brian Haydad. Shane, during the break, said... I was just curious as to how y'all knew my name from my phone number. Not mad about it, just curious. We do not know your names from your phone number. We don't have like a reverse phone number search or anything. Shane, at some point in your messages to us, you told us what your name was. I don't know when. It could have been a long time ago, but that's all. And so we use a a service that operates just like a phone, like your phone book and your phone, your contacts list. And if you want to give us your name, we will save your number and your name. We do nothing with these phone numbers, absolutely nothing other than receive messages from them and reply uh, to them. But that's all, Shane. You just, at one point, you told us who you were. December 15th, 2022, Shane from Oxford. There it is. (laughs) Uh, But I'm with you, though. That, That makes me uncomfortable. I think I've told this story before. I called a restaurant that I've never called before, ever. Never called before, never ordered from. And the robot answered by saying, hello, Michael, and I will never eat at this place again. I'll never do it. That made me so uncomfortable. People like that. I hate it. If I know the people in there, or if like... No, this is like the if, robot. If they, if they, my, my, so I'm saying, yeah, I'm not, I can't, I can't get, I can't get behind that. 
I can't get behind that. Did get a picture sent to us of, uh, I don't know what restaurant this is, a chili and cinnamon rolls, but that is a very popular thing. Not in this very region. Very popular in Nebraska. Yeah. No, the Midwest. They love their chili and cinnamon rolls. I don't. I, I can't get behind that combination, I'll be honest with you. No, I, uh, I really can't either. Um, got a picture of the Kim Kardashian meme. Thank you for that. I get it, yeah. That's good. Oh, that's good. a that's a Runza restaurant. They 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 uh, they make those Runzas. You ever heard of that? It's like a it's 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 not a, it's like a big pierogi. It's okay. it's like ground beef and cabbage in a and cheese in a uh, in a pastry. Very big in Omaha. I've never been to Omaha. I need to go. Never been. Yeah, it's great. You this, should go. Next at this time, rate, we'll never have a reason to go again, but... Oh. Just don't be like that now. Never again? I can't be the case. Uh, yeah, no, it, you, you hope not. It, it won't be. Yeah. Uh, we got a question earlier, by the way, about uh, state basketball, and he asked, is Tulane uh, a get-right game for Mississippi State. I'll get out of your way and then let you talk about this game some, but I remember saying that Southern should be the get-right game after the stink of yeah. the Georgia Tech loss, and we saw how that panned out. Yes, it needs to be a get-right game for Mississippi State. No question about that. And this is actually a pretty good net game for State. State current or Tulane is currently like a 66 in the net, so that would be a quad two win if they could get it, and you know we'll see where it, how it stays. But the fact that it's at a neutral site helps them a lot. But yeah, State can't afford a third loss in a row at this point. They've got to get things squared away immediately if they want to have the kind of season that they they were talking about having a few months ago. Um, they got to figure out you know that starting lineup. They've got to figure out you know everybody's roles. You know because when Tolu Smith gets back, you know it, it, more things will settle into place. But right now. You know, I feel like that they they've got too many guys who don't contribute offensively in the rotation right now, and they got they got to find a way to narrow those guys down. They, they do, you know, those players do a lot for state defensively. They play with great effort. They're certainly not, you know, a, a black hole out there, but offensively they're just not giving you anything. State's got to put its scores on the floor and let the defense take care of itself. I know that it will under uh, Chris Jans, but they they got to they got to make that happen. Did get an injury update on uh, Tolu Smith from uh, John Rothstein said uh, that he could come back earlier uh, than expected. The initial return date was mid-January, but while well, we getting updates from John Rothstein when Brian Haydad's been saying that for a month, just saying you should listen to the Thunder and Lightning podcast every now and then. I'm a subscriber. I'm a subscriber. I mean, you can be a subscriber to anything. It doesn't mean you listen. What? I subscribed to a friend of mine's YouTube. I subscribed to my daughter's YouTube channel when she was making those things. I never watched a single one of those videos. My God. All it does is affirm what you've been saying. Yes, let's go with that. Sure. That's a big deal, though. Yes. Oh, it'll be huge to get him back before SEC play starts. Because that way, you, may, you know, you get him a, a game or two to shake off the rust, and then you, bam, you're right into the games that, that really count. You know, as opposed to getting him back in mid-January, and you got to go through a, you know, a week or two of him shaking off the rust before he's finally ready. So, somebody said, "Man, if Richard isn't there, this show turns into the Mississippi State Hour." 
entire college football fix was about Ole Miss recruiting. The entire college football fix was about Ole Miss recruiting. Somebody asked a question. Somebody asked a question about Mississippi State basketball, and we answered it. Simple, simple as that. Is Ole Miss playing basketball tomorrow? No. Playing Sunday? Mm-hmm. All right, then. Why don't you tell me about it? UCF, true. So we make this person happy. Yeah, true, true. So okay, that, that's that's those are great for the uh, the resume. Absolutely, and I mean the Big Twelve is going to be a good league too, and UCF is certainly not bad. An interesting that's a big challenge. Big game, Jeez. I know, right? That's, that's a big. I, I, I keep. I, I, you know, I hadn't even thought about it for the other, the other sports yet. And that's the game last year. I recall that UCF went on like a twenty-eight nothing run. Or something like that. Is that in that? Because I remember making a joke about how John Rice Plumley was having a great return to Oxford. Wait, it was basketball. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that'll be the case this year. No. So um, curious to see how they handle uh, getting called out by their coach. I mean, Chris Beard uh, after the game this week against Mount St. Mary's. Uh, I mean, said that the expectations are different if any. It's kind of like gesturing to the locker room. He said, if they're happy with a nine-point win in there, that's fine, but I'm not, and they shouldn't be. And so they kind of challenged his guys a little bit to to stop playing down to your competition. Clearly, they can play up to theirs with a dominating win over NC State and beating Memphis uh, the, the way that they did. But, I mean, NC State's the only team they've really beaten down you know, and pulled away from from start mm-hmm. to finish, which is a good win. It'll end up being a good win, but... Uh, curious to see going yeah. on the road uh, a better team than Mount St. Mary's and Sam Houston State and all that. If they can uh, respond in kind and if Cisse can get more minutes as well. He's been uh, getting into game shape and also coming off of an injury as well. Because uh, people are wondering why, if he's such a big addition to the team now that he got his waiver, why isn't he playing a whole lot? Well, he was nursing an injury on top of trying to fight the NCAA uh, to get his waiver. So... The last remaining undefeated team in the SEC is Ole Miss. Could you imagine in October nah. saying that? No. Nah. Same guy asked, should Ole Miss be ranked in men's basketball? Not yet. I mean, their strength of schedule is not great. I think their net is like a 90 right now. So it's great to get these wins, and they will come back to help you a lot when if you can continue that kind of uh, – you know, if you can continue having success in conference season. But as of right now, Ole Miss, no, they, they should not be ranked. Debbie says, well, let me just say Ole Miss is in the Peach Bowl. If you say that, it's not the state show. Yeah, um, people are – I would love to know – I mean, if I'm a Duke fan and an administrator at Duke, there's no way I'm letting or, or happy with Manny Diaz continuing to call the defense at Penn State, which I don't mm-hmm. expect him to. But if that was even on the table, right. I kind of feel like they would take that off the table pretty quickly because signing day is less than two weeks away and the portal is – Raging and that's, Duke's got a bunch of players in it, and that's what's happening with State. Uh, I figured you would have a question there. No, what do you mean? That's what's happening? Like the, just the portal being open and signing day and all that? No, I, I, I believe Coleman Hutzler will be staying with Alabama. Oh, oh my gosh! I, I'm such an idiot. I didn't put. Yeah. So is he? It's a little bit different when you're going from position coach to coordinator. It's a little bit yeah, different, but. I, I, I believe he is. He will be with Alabama through. Now he'll be doing both, which thankfully he's only an hour and a half away. It would be a lot more painful if he was, you know, if they had hired him from Cal or something. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I believe that he is in town this weekend for for recruiting. 
But at the same time, he will be dividing his duties until wow. after Alabama is eliminated from the college football playoff, is what I, I have been told. Don't know if that's I haven't gotten any kind of confirmation on that from Mississippi State. That is easier to stomach, I think, if you're a state fan than if it was to be your head coach. And again, I don't expect yeah. Manny Diaz to to be at Penn State. I would be shocked if he continues to coordinate yeah. that defense while also being See, a head coach. But I haven't seen that confirmed Mullen, anywhere. Mullen stayed with Florida in 2008 when they were playing for the national title, but no early signing day, no transfer portal, none of that stuff. You know, he could he could kind of get through that month and then, you know, after New Year's come into Mississippi State and he was able to do that and put it together a, a good class. Nowadays, I think it's totally different. So, yeah, Diaz needs to get to to, to Chapel, or not Chapel Hill, to, uh, to Durham uh, as, as quickly as possible. With how they're growing, they're basically becoming the same thing. I mean, they already mm-hmm. kind of are, but, yeah, area is full of growth. But anyway, so, yeah, no Manny Diaz in the Peach Bowl, at least – uh, I don't believe. Six-year one, eight seven nine forty three ninety five. There was an interesting hire made in college football today. We'll talk about that. And I will tell you one more time, ESPN2, 8 o'clock tonight, if you guys want the real football, if you're sick of the greedy players looking for money football, Furman, Montana, tonight, 8 o'clock, ESPN2. Crazy atmosphere. But we'll talk about other stuff when we come back. Super Talk Mississippi. Check this out. Are you ready? Sports Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you on this Friday. Army Navy coming up tomorrow. America's game. We had a text earlier, or somebody tweeted at us, hey, Dad, and was like, am I the only one that hates the game and thinks it's terrible? Talking about the actual football of the game, and you're probably not the only one. I appreciate yeah. the the offenses and who those guys are to the point where I'm blinded if the game is poor in any way, shape, or form. I love every second of it, regardless of if it's actually quality or not. But I mean, they're both Division One teams, right? I mean, they, they've they've gone to bowl whoa, games. Whoa, and stuff whoa. And Stop talking! Stop talking! Stop talking! We got a what? big news here. Former Baylor quarterback Blake Shapin has committed to Mississippi State. He tells ESPN. Shapin hey, started twenty three games for the Bears over three seasons and has thrown for fifty five hundred yards and thirty six career touchdowns. I, uh, what? What? How did this happen in the last second of the show? Okay, so he's not even on a visit. All right, so hold on. I got. I need to see what his eligibility. State wanted two portal quarterbacks, right? They want two, but he's a starter. Well, I think they want to get Gabriel or DJU in for this year, and then have a guy that's set for next year. Sorry, guys. We're doing this in real time. Where did the, this is this literally came out of nowhere, guys. I had I didn't got, even know he was only got on two the, years uh, of eligibility. And then, then that must be state's quarterback. He's a, he's a starter. So uh, in twenty twenty two, sixty three percent completions, twenty eight hundred yards, eighteen touchdowns, ten picks. Much more efficient this year in terms of protecting the ball. Sixty-two percent, twenty-two hundred yards, thirteen touchdowns, three interceptions. Not particularly good Baylor teams uh, that he was on and uh, and had those numbers. 
Fascinating. Is this really Pete Thamel? That is really Pete Thamel. Yeah, it is. Want to be sure? Uh, wow. I, I, I'm very confused, Ada. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm not, not going to lie to you and tell you that I'm not confused. I mean, I'm very confused. Not That name was not on any list of anything I have been told or anything. Just that is way out of left field. Big time out of left field. So, Man, okay. This tells me Gabriel's not coming. And I could be reading it totally yeah, I, I, incorrectly. I, I would, but no, no, no. I would, I would agree. Interesting. I'll have to watch some Baylor highlights now. Huh. I don't know what to think. Like what? I mean, we were talking about. Gabriel Sorry to cut you off, Monday. by the no, way. No, I'm just exactly like what you we have, have to say this before the show goes off the air. Gosh, I yeah, I'm 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 flabbergasted. I don't need to say that word very often. Because I'm telling you, nobody was talking about this guy. But apparently, it is a done deal. How about that? I guess so. I'll be interested to see if he's if he's a state wanted a second portal quarterback. I know that. I'm just and I can't imagine sense. if Gabriel. Yeah, because I mean, you need another upperclassman, right? All you have right now is a redshirt freshman, and then possibly a true freshman when you get one committed. Hopefully, this weekend the the Van Buren kid uh, commits from uh, from the state of Maryland, but. Yeah, I knew they wanted a second quarterback. I don't know if this is QB one or QB two, but but if you're him, and I know we saw the example of Spencer Sanders, uh, but again, his his options were more limited than a guy with his experience would be. It talks about that a while, and it's like nobody wanted to listen to that. But Mississippi State is just hitting me with with all sorts of surprises. I'm also surprised they didn't announce the rest of the defensive coaching staff today, too. I'll be totally honest yeah. with you. But, I thought once they had the coordinator in place, they just go ahead and make the rest of the announcements. They, I think they are still lacking one coach, so maybe they're just going to wait yeah. until they have everybody on, on staff to do that. So that might be next week sometime. But but a, a guy that's a starter. That gum. He, he, I mean, he's a starter, a two-year starter doesn't leave to go back up somebody. Right? I mean, but again, I know Sanders did it. I, I know. I know I that deal was weird. So we have a local example of it not being the case, but if you're shaping, you don't have to commit to Mississippi State right now unless you're expecting to be the starter. Right. You're like why why else would you not Stay on the open market as long as you could. So interesting. Well, I would not miss the Thunder and Lightning podcast uh, Monday morning, and I would not miss this show uh, Monday afternoon. We should have more about it. Wow, what a what a lead into the weekend we just got! Unbelievable. Uh, thank you, Pete, for doing it at five fifty three instead of six oh three. We owe you. For that one, y'all have a great weekend. Hey, Dad, we'll do more digging on this to kind of to get some answers, and we will have them for you Monday at three o'clock. We'll see you then. Enjoy your weekend again. Right. Furman, Montana tonight. Army, Navy tomorrow. We'll we'll break down the quarterfinals of the. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> portal stuff will lead the show Monday. Y'all have a great weekend.
Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.